New friends, new opportunities, new partners. EG Tax. Hey, everybody, this is the tax lady, Esther Gullius from EG Tax. And of course, our website is egtax.com. And I uh, wanted to mention at the top of the show if you're getting love letters, haven't gotten your refund, getting audited, got questions, you can go to our website, ask the tax lady ask us a question. All of our phone numbers are on there. Yes, our phone numbers. We have phone calls. We answer phone calls. We want to help you. We return we phone calls. We are honest to God human beings, and we will talk to you, not mechanically. We care about you. So if you have questions, you're getting bills, don't just pay them. Give EG Tax a call because we want to help you. And I'm joined in studio with Tiffany Fabian. Hey there, Esther. Happy, beautiful day to you. Yeah, happy day to you too. And Christopher Fabian. Hi there, Esther. Oh my gosh, you're supposed to say hello, <laughs> Esther. Hello, Esther. And of course, we have our radio show on WBEN on Saturdays, um, 9.30 a.m. in Western New York. And um, we are, our whole thing really is to get you to understand your taxes. And um, we try to make it as interestingly as interesting as possible. And we're kind of marching through the 1040 form. Uh, once we get into some of these more convoluted issues where we got to talk a lot more about this happens unless that happens, you know, it can be a little more uh, laborious. But I will tell you right now, we're just kind of marching through the tax return to make you smart so that when you uh, are looking at your paycheck that you understand how much of it is being taken out, or if you're self-employed, how to reduce your overall liability. So that's that's kind of our claim to fame. Uh, well, my daughter is taking a tax class in school, and I think she should listen to our podcast. She would she learn should. a lot. She should. Yeah, the whole class. Or maybe could. her teacher should listen, too. I said right? I'm going to charge $40 an hour and do 20 people at once here <laughs> and do a tutoring her, session every her week. Peers. That's true. <laughs> well, I, well I, I won't go there. Okay, so last week we talked about adjustments above the line deductions and there's a whole plethora of them before you itemize. Mm -hmm. So you start off with all your income and all your non-taxable income. Then you reduce it by your adjustments to income. Then you come down to adjusted gross income. Then you either take off your standard deduction or your itemized deductions. And so the itemized deductions is what you would use if your itemized deductions are more than your standard deductions. Yep. And obviously, if you're single, which goes back to uh, filing status, your standard deduction as a single taxpayer is much lower than if you're married filing a joint return because they would double it. So it's f a fairly easy bar for a single person to come up mm -hmm. to, especially if they're a homeowner, uh, to itemize deductions. Okay, so basically, there's how many categories of itemized There's deductions? Medical, taxes, interest, and charity, like four. Casualty loss? And, ca and miscellaneous itemized Yeah, but casualty, you know. Is well, I mean, like there was just a casualty last a month. Federal right? government determined. Uh, unfortunately, there was, the big, there was the big uh, flood. flood. I, I saw oh, on TV God. a, a pro ball player was on the third floor sleeping. Oh. And... The flood was so high when he got out of bed. He said that the people came to save him in a robot boat knocking on his bedroom window three stories oh up. My God. And when he got out of bed, he stepped in water. <laughs> so you, there was a horrible flood. And that 
in talking about casualty losses, it was federally declared, and, and so as a result, they're going to have a big itemized deduction. Right. And I know my niece teaches in Pennsylvania, and before they left for school that night, they said, <clears throat> lift anything you have on the floor, put them on the desks. And when they got to school that next day, there was a foot of water in all the classrooms. Wow. And that was in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So that storm really, it really up the did. coast. Yeah, lots of people died. But anyway, so the uh, so itemized deductions are deductions larger than your standard deduction once you've taken your adjustments to income, mm-hmm. okay? It's like so the a first thing race. that if you have this deduction, I feel sorry for you because it's medical. Yeah. Right. And so medical expenses that you pay out of pocket that aren't covered by the insurance uh, company, as long as they're more than 10% of your adjusted gross income, you get to take the excess over the 10% floor. So things like nursing home, health insurance, your Part A, Part B from your uh, Social Security. Dental uh, implants. That they took out, right? Pardon me? Dental implants. Right. Glasses. Chiropractor. Uh if you have a child that's going to a special school who might have special needs, maybe the child is autistic and they are in a room and board situation, that's deductible. Travel because you were the only place that you could get the surgery or the best person to take care of your situation might be way out of town. The travel's deductible. It's limited, but the, the mileage is deductible. The hotel is deductible. We were um, we were just talking to an uncle over the weekend, and he has to have surgery that's on his abdomen, and insurance isn't going to cover it. And so, really, phrenic nerve. Well, oh yeah. The, oh, that's right. That's right. Right. Yeah. And if your insurance company doesn't pay for it, it's um, a horrible thing. Now, this particular person, the phrenic nerve, his diaphragm because he had um, COVID. he had COVID. And his insurance company won't pay for it. So right now they're in the process of trying to get it overruled. So they will pay for it. But uh, all these kind of things, artificial limbs are deductible. Um, Uh, Improvements to your uh, home. Laser surgery, cataract surgery, um, wigs, if you you have... Alopecia. uh, If you have, well, alopecia or cancer, Mm -hmm. right? Because mentally, you know, your mental condition... um, Christian science practitioners, psychiatrists, psychologists are all uh, medical expenses, nursing home, nursing, nursing fees. And we should circle back to that improvement in your home because say you have to put a ramp or install a new bathroom because you can't get out of the current bathroom. You have to actually have an appraisal of your house done. You should before and after. And if it increases the value of your house, you have to subtract that value from the potential amount that you can deduct. So let's say you spent $20,000 redoing doing your bathroom, put in that lovely walk-in tub, mm-hmm. you know, those sexy walk-in tubs. Come on, well, you're yeah. such a Hildy. <laughs> With the sexy grip oh, bars. See, Hildy, that would be hard for you. Oh, I couldn't. I, I'd rather just never bathe. <laughs> um, but, and let's say you you spent $20,000 on that, and they and so you get your appraisal before that you did the 20,000 improvement, then you get it done after. And they say, well, really with that walk-in tub, the value of the house went down. No, Ah. I'm kidding. No. And so if it didn't go up, you'd have a full $20,000 medical. Which is great. Right. Some people have to get hot tubs. And if it's a doctor. Oh yeah. If it, if it's required and anything prescribed by your doctor. Right. So, And, and all the procedures you do have to be federally approved. They can't just be, oh, I'm going to go to this one person. He doesn't believe in medicine. Yeah, he's a witch doctor or something. Yeah, 
So, gonna- so then you add up everything and your mileage for seeking medical attention, all your copays, and that total then is reduced by adjust- your 10% of your adjusted gross income. So if your income is $30,000, you're going to take 3000 off your medical. Right. Yep. Right? And, exactly. and, you know, I... Don't think you said, don't forget your long-term care insurance. Oh, good. Oh, very good. good. Very good. That's and on the state of New York, that's it's, a not, it's, it's a credit. And so it's not only just an itemized deduction, it's a credit on New York State. And some, some people just keep building up those credits Carry and they just forward. won't ever have to pay New York State taxes. Yeah. Right? Yep. And now New York just limited that credit to $1,500 a year per return before there was no cap on it. But right. And now we get to carry it forward. Right? You always so, get to yeah, carry yeah, it I forward. Know. Right. I know. Not now, but you just continue to carry it forward. Yeah. All right. So moving from medical taxes... Now, that would mean your state and local withholding, Mm -hmm. your property taxes, your um, sales taxes. Estimated taxes. Your your state and local taxes, your uh, foreign taxes paid. That's all part of what goes into taxes. Now, especially when you live in a high-tax state such as New York, where you're paying, some people are paying eight, nine, ten thousand dollars in property taxes, the maximum cap you can you can take for all of your taxes, which they're talking about changing, is ten thousand dollars. No matter what your filings, right? No matter what. So if you're two singles, it'd be twenty thousand, ten and ten, right? But if you're a married couple, it's still ten. Yeah, when this tax change was coming about, SALT, you heard SALT bantered around in the media tons of times. And so that's your state and local taxes, which are limited to $10,000. And so that's when that came to fruition. When And, and by the way, and taxes changes. paid if you had a secondary home, any other property mm-hmm. taxes. Uh, so that's deductible. And that gets added to your medical. Then the third category is mortgage interest on your primary and secondary more home for your purchase acquisition or remodeling of your primary or secondary home. Correct. Right? Yep. And with interest rates so low, you're not going to find there's as much not interest. that much an itemized deduction for interest. No, no. But also, though, what what makes a home a home? Uh, I don't know. The for interest, in the house. for interest purposes, it's got to have a separate oh, kitchen. Oh, I'm, I'm oh, thinking that oh, you love no. the person oh, you're no. with. You're talking about oh, you a mean, mobile you mean home. For the Taxes, as far of course. As the, yeah, because they're not. They don't care if you like. You're talking you're about with. a boat. You or have to a have a kitchen, home. a potty, and a place to sleep. Right, a separate kitchen, separate bathroom, and separate. And for those with boats, jumping into the water doesn't count. Right. Um, <laughs> not that people do that. Right. Um, <laughs> but if you had a boat. And 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 you're not going to get favorable interest rates on a boat or an RV if it has a berth and a kitchen and a bathroom. You're good to go. Right. That can be considered your. And second so then, if you're paying interest on that loan, that's also deductible. Right. Yeah. And RV sales have gone through the roof with COVID. That's true. There's probably a lot of people out there. Oh, we lo- there's people who are selling their home, making slew of money and living in a mobile home. My niece and nephew sold their house. They made a half a million dollars. And yes. then they bought a 45-foot travel trailer. They work out of their, both work out of their home. So they travel around the United States. I and know. they're and they're like forty years old. They better I hope, hope they never drive into a I dead zone with Wi Fi. Get along <laughs> very well. They got to be each other's best friends because they're right. Well, that all day long they both they both work. You know, hmm. and, well he works and, in one and, part and of the travel trailer. And they get to trailer. see the countryside. Yeah. So interest, um, charity, and then well, also well, you can PMI. deduct 
Yeah, PMI. And then also, inter- if you borrow money to make money, can't you? Yeah, deduct- investment interest. You can deduct investment interest. Have you ever used that, Chris? I have. Oh, you have used that. You have to dig through the 1099-DIV 1099B consolidated statement, and they will be in there, and it's called margin interest. Right. But it's not just right out there in the beginning. You really have to dig. Right. And it's limited to the income you produce. So if you had income of $1,000 from investments and the margin interest is five, you're going to be limited to 1,000. Yep. Cool. And points. But how many many people don't do that? PMI. Yeah. Right. If people, not that many people are going to be paying points right now to lock down a lower interest rate because Mm -hmm. they are low, but your points are deductible on your first one. On a refi, you have to amortize it over the life of the The loan. loan. Um, Okay, then we kind of talked about casualty losses at the beginning of the the, um, podcast. Did you skip charity? I guess I did skip charity. All right, charity. Sorry, I just guess I want to talk about casualty, but we'll talk about charity. Charity, obviously, money or or non-cash items, cash or non-cash items that you give to a qualified not-for-profit charity. Right, a a U.S. 501c. So what if I do GoFundMe, because there's somebody I just did a GoFundMe for Uh, over the weekend. Because it has to be a qualified 501c3. So if you're giving money to Bob, who needs a new knee, it's really nice that you're giving Bob money for his new knee, Uh but it isn't through a charity. Right. Because it cannot benefit a person directly. And then I have many people, well, a handful of people who call me, and they're like, what is the limit that I can give to charity every year? Well, you can give up to half. Well, actually, last year you could have gave 100%. But normally it's 50% of your adjusted gross income that's deductible as an itemized deduction. The rest is carried forward. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And if you're giving non-cash, like you're giving um, a diamond bracelet, you have to have an appraisal if it exceeds $5,000. And then don't forget this year when you guys file that right on the front page, you can deduct part of that charity if you don't itemize this year. Right, as the uh, above the line deduction. Yeah. But if you're heavy into the Goodwill Salvation Army, Take pictures of your donations. And write down what you gave. Give they have that itemized list because they will ask for it. And you you know now what if you donate a car? Oh, that's a whole different group of rules. Yeah. So if you donate a car to say like Goodwill or AMVETS or the Boys and Girls or uh to a women's shelter or a man's shelter, you the they changed the law on this a few years ago. You can't deduct the car until you get a note from the place that you donated it to that they used it in-house for their employees and they have to have an appraisal done and that's what you get to deduct. Or if that place that you donated it to then takes it to an auction and they sell it and take the cash money, not until the year that they sell it can you deduct that car. That's correct. So and um you know and here's the thing a lot of times people say oh i'm uh, and and it, and it's misleading you know I, I can think of the charity that says 1877 cards for kids and i love and i love the 1877 card for kids but i'm going to tell you something if you're in the 10% tax bracket and you got a $40,000 cadillac you want to give to take the big write off you're all you're going to save is $4,000 because your deduction is multiplied by your tax bracket. So if you're in the 10% tax bracket and you give a $40,000 
charity gift, assuming that they're, it's that's exactly what they're going to give you is in the receipt, all you save is $4,000 in taxes. Yeah, I had somebody call me the other day and they're like, um, my dad passed away and my mom is gone and so we're doing a... Uh, giving all this stuff to charity and they're a married couple. And I, and like they explained to me what the value would be. And I'm like, Oh, you're going to save $40 in your taxes because of the huge standard deduction. And they're like, eh, yeah, I thought it would be that $40 much. is $40. And, and your mileage, by the way, like, let's say you're a docent down at, uh, at the museum that also is deductible. Right? You mean somebody who sleeps at the museum? Uh-huh. I didn't Don't say it. dozer. I said oh. dozer. <laughs> okay, Chris. All right, now now we can hey, talk. Hey, now, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. What if, uh, also your mileage, I've got lots of people who rank, rack mileage. up a lot of miles because they're like a coach for their kids or for their baseball team. But it's got to be for the not-for-profit. Yeah, and then right? I have another lady who rescues dogs for a non-for-profit, and she also does a lot of miles too. Right. Got to give a shout-out to All right, Bob. casualty losses. If there's a federally declared disaster and your loss of your personal property exceeds how much 10 percent plus of your adjusted gross income plus a hundred dollars then that's also a casualty loss but it must be a federally declared disaster area like what we said at the top of the show that horrible flood that happened or tornadoes or hurricanes that aren't covered or only partially covered then that loss that isn't covered by the insurance company becomes a casualty loss right Right. And then okay. what happens about here we live in New York State? What if you have a federally oh, well, that's or different. not federally? Well, that's different. In New York State, it doesn't have to be federally declared. Correct. Right? Right. Yeah. Right. But, but, but it's you, still a you can bet you better have the backup uh, to substantiate what it are is. Are you saying New York State is tough? Yeah, I yeah, am. Yeah, New York State is tough. They are. They yep, are. They're very generous in what they say, but not so generous <laughs> when the they're auditing you. Um, okay, then the last part is miscellaneous itemized deductions, where it used to be 2% of your adjusted gross income for outside salespeople and things of that nature. Now, um, there's just the non-2% miscellaneous itemized deductions, which include gambling expenses. Yeah, so uh, there's... Limited to your income. Lots of seniors or non-seniors, they like to go gamble. It's a great time. And if they have a winning, the uh, winnings you have to declare always, and then the losses up to the winnings you can potentially deduct as an itemized deduction under that miscellaneous category. But remember... You know, the seniors have a higher standard deduction, and so it's really hard to beat that number. What I mean is they're not itemizing. So so a lot of seniors think if I won 20000 and my gambling losses are nineteen, I only have to declare 1000 but that's not the case. All of the $20,000 is, de- is declarable, and then potentially they can itemize a nineteen. Right. right. But if their standard deduction is 27000 they don't get anything. No. And you know? so more of their social security becomes taxable. And then your social security becomes more taxable. And, and so tax. it's just like a big black hole that you're jumping into. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So when you're because gambling. You know, the big thing is you always got to remember the gambling winnings go on your other income line and your gambling losses are on your itemized deductions. Right. So one and, well, go on, Chris. impacts your taxes that gets calculated. The other one is a subtraction. But they don't net out unless you itemize. And then don't forget now for gambling expenses, you can also deduct hotel and travel. Right. But again, limited to the income. Right. It was interesting. One of my clients has about a million dollars in winnings every year. Wow. So, But that he has a million dollars in losses. 
And the problem is he would normally get the child tax credits. He doesn't get that, right? Right. Yeah. And he's got three kids. He would normally get the education credit. Uh. Doesn't get that. He he would normally get the star exemption. He doesn't get that. Well, so I'm thinking three zero. kids. He, what about financial aid? He gets Itself, none of, he for gets the college, none of that. He would get none of that. I mean, so not only is he because he just loves gambling. I mean, obviously, um, but not only does he not make any money, but he's paying about an extra ten thousand dollars in taxes and and benefits because his income looks so high, but it really isn't. Yeah. And then, sad. I mean, we've seen it before, the New York return. Mm -hmm. Once your gambling losses hit a certain point. That's not deductible either. It's not deductible either. So you got to be really cautious with your gambling. Well, yeah. all I can tell you is when I'm doing the tax return between he and his wife, it's very tense. Well, there's several of my clients that I can think of. They went and had their player's card turned off. or I mean, they just went in there and says, I want you to freeze my account so I can never come in again. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You can get put on a do not gamble list. Right. And so, so they will not admit you. I okay, like then other miscellaneous itemized deductions are re mis repayments of income the same year, including included in income, uh, which exceeds three thousand dollars. Okay, so so what, like what, uh, like you had the company you paid, got paid disability. Thank you, but and then the you had to pay it back. Then you had to pay it okay, back. Okay, gotcha. Right, so you get to take that as an adjustment. Then job related expenses of the handicap. You oh. need braille. Yeah, your braille books, maybe uh, something something audio versus visual. If you have a, uh, a visual impa impairment, uh, grip rails uh, around your house, um, you, things of that nature. That's a miscellaneous itemized deduction. Now, if you're talking about our New York return, you get to deduct all of your expenses that are for jobs that are That's ordinary right. miscellaneous and miscellaneous itemized deductions that Subject wouldn't have been 2%. deductible are deductible, including office and home, mm -hmm. right? Which again, going back to teachers, there were a lot of teachers that cleared off a second bedroom and were using it as an office and home. Right. So, so then and you then, add up- oh, What about unrecovered- And then costs? unrecovered loss of annuities on a decedent's file return. And so explain that. So uh, an annuity, what's taxable is the gain. So this means that if there's a loss on the annuity, right? Chris? I have no idea. Well, it's unrecovered cost of annuities. We should ask our producer, Bob. Bob, you, yeah. <laughs> anyway. He's waiting for his knee replacement. <laughs> so you add up all of your itemized deductions, and if that figure is higher than the standard deduction, then you will take the higher figure, the itemized deduction on the on the federal, and that'll further reduce your income. On the state of New York, they allow even more lavishly deductions that the federal now, government has closed what up. What if you're married separate and your spouse itemizes, but you don't itemize? I mean, do, do you have to follow suit? What is the you law? You do have to follow suit. Yeah. So, so I, if one itemizes, if you're married filing a separate return, if one itemizes, the other one has to itemize, even though they don't have anything to itemize. Yeah, I so did. So that's kind of a... 
I did a we turbo. Don't like that. I did a TurboTax person a couple of months ago, and he was referred to me by his dad. And he's like, "I saved so much money doing married separate for my me and my wife last year." And I looked at it, and the reason it was so, and I can't believe TurboTax because I did it wrong. Is because one itemized and the other one took the standard. And yep. he's like, "Oh." Yep. Yeah. I'm never going to come. So use. the thing is, like, when you're doing it wrong, you never know when they're going to catch up to but you. They but do. they will catch up to you. They you know. will. And then there's going to be interest and penalty. Right. And that's so sad. And then also goes for the state on the state return. If you itemize for one, you have to itemize for the, the other. other. If you do the standard for one, you have to do the standard for the other. So make sure you focus on so that. So look at if you're sitting around and there's been something that kind of tugged at your heartstrings that we talked about today and you're not sure... Give EG Tax a call. We actually talk on the phone, want to help you. You can go to our website at egtax.com. Ask the tax lady. Send us over your letters that you've gotten. Send us over your inquiries. We'll be happy to make the call, phone calls to the federal government for your state of New York or whatever state you're from. Until next time, I'm Esther Gullius, the tax lady from EG Tax with Christopher Fabian, Tiffany Fabian. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. New friends, new opportunities, new partners, EG.